I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. Genomics England, as part of its 100,000 Genomes project, is turning to crowdsourcing to help develop gene panels to diagnose some 130 rare diseases. PanelApp, as the tool has been dubbed, creates evidence-based gene panels for rare diseases that can be downloaded and viewed by anyone. By calling on rare disease experts from around the world to review the panels, Genomics England hopes to validate and standardize the genes used to diagnose specific rare diseases. We spoke to Ellen McDonough, lead scientific curator at Genomics England, about PanelApp, why the organization has decided to use this crowdsourcing approach, and what it ultimately hopes to accomplish. Ellie, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. We're going to talk about PanelApp, a crowdsourcing tool to validate gene panels for rare diseases that's being developed by Genomics England. But for listeners, it might be useful to take a step back and begin with Genomics England itself. Can, can you explain what Genomics England is for our listeners who may not be familiar with it? Yes, of course. Um, it's a company that's owned by the UK Department of Health, so it's a department, a governmental department, and it was initially set up to deliver the 100,000 Genomes Project. Um, and the 100,000 Genomes Project is um, a project to sequence 100,000 genomes, and that's probably from around 70,000 individuals. So those are participants within the National Health Service, the NHS, in um, the UK, who have either a rare disease, a rare disease, and their family members, or um, patients with cancer. And, and um, why the focus on rare diseases? Um, rare diseases was initially thought to be an area where there's an unmet diagnostic need, and so by sequencing the whole genome, we'd hopefully be able to benefit those patients um, and provide either a diagnostic or more information about their disorder, and then also contribute to research endeavors to help develop um, treatments for those disorders. And how long has, has Genomics England been around, and, and where are you in your progress? I think we were initially announced um, in 2012, um, but the company has been um, developing um, over the last year or so, um, and uh, we now have um, just over 5,000 genomes that have been sequenced. Um, so it's still early days, but we're sort of establishing the pipelines and. Um, all the infrastructure that needs to go um, before sort of delivering um, results for patients. They so were in sort of beginning stages, um, and it, yeah, it's going very well. Well, PanelApp is described as a crowdsourcing tool for the scientific community to share and evaluate knowledge about rare disease genetics. Can, can you explain mm -hmm. that? Yeah, so we set it up. Um, 
it's basically a publicly available website of gene panels for all the rare diseases that are part of the 100,000 Genomes Project. Um, and you can find a full list of those diseases on their Genomics England website. Um, so Panel App, we developed it to allow, allow us to show those gene panels. Um, people can come and download them, they can view them, but also um, experts within those disease areas um, can register to be reviewers and actually review those genes on the panel. So we're sort of crowdsourcing their knowledge about those genes, about those diseases, by using this um, as a source of that. Is there any precedent for this kind of approach in terms of doing it for scientific research? Um, I think uh, Genomics England at the moment we're in quite a unique position because we've developed this tool specifically for um, the researchers and clinicians who are involved in the 100,000 Genomes Project, but as well as the wider scientific community um, to help bring their sort of expert knowledge together. Um, and with regard to gene panels, there's not actually, there doesn't seem to be a consensus um, out there of what genes should be on a gene panel for a particular disorder. So if you look at gene panels from different clinics, they will differ. Um, they'll differ in the uh, number of panel genes they have on their panel and what genes they report back to um, patients. Um, and so we're sort of helping, we're trying to um, bring together expert knowledge via Panel App to help establish a consensus clinical grade um, gene panel set. Well, what, was, what was the thinking in terms of using a crowdsourcing approach to do this? Did you think you'd be able to do this faster or better? What, what could you accomplish that you wouldn't otherwise be able to? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's probably a bit of both, actually, um, faster and better. Um, there's a tremendous amount of knowledge out there, so from clinicians, clinical scientists, researchers, etc. Um, they all have years and years of experience and expertise in the rare disease area um, and expertise in reporting back to patients. Um, and the idea behind using a crowdsourcing approach is to enable that knowledge to be to be gathered. Um, as a scientific curator, I'm used to reading the literature, the public um, published articles, um, research articles, and clinical articles, and then um, sort of gathering information and knowledge from that aspect. Um, but for 130 disorders. Um, that we have currently um, for the project, that would take years and years and years to actually assess all that information um, and assess evidence for each gene related to each phenotype. Um, and so experts within those rare diseases have a, a great knowledge um, and they're very familiar with the latest scientific research and clinical evidence for these diseases um, and these genes. And they also have sort of knowledge that's not actually out there publicly um, on top of that. Um, so that, that was the idea behind it, to try and harness um, that knowledge. So, um, 
I, I had it at 122. I don't know if it's 130 rare diseases. Yeah, it's actually expanded now. We have 131. And okay. um, so <laughs> you're recruiting yeah. patients with 131 different rare diseases as part of this mm -hmm. effort. Can you give some sense of what those diseases are and why they were selected? Yeah. So those diseases, so there's quite um, a wide range of different rare diseases. They cover um, cardiovascular diseases. We have ciliopathies, um, dermatological, um, hearing, neurology, skeletal, um, just to name a few. Um, and as I said previously, we've got a full list on the Genomics England website. Um, and they were selected initially by Genomics England and NHS England um, based on scientific evidence and clinical evidence. Um, and then we now also have a mechanism where clinicians and researchers can actually nominate further rare diseases for the project. Um, and that nomination process is available on the Genomics England website. So that's why the, the list has expanded um, so each of those disorders, um, an eligibility statement is developed and that uh, provides inclusion and exclusion criteria to the clinician on um, exactly what um, should be uh, included for that patient. So um, as well as saying what prior genetic testing should be done before a full genome is looked at. Um, and that will allow us to recruit patients who haven't haven't been provided with a full diagnostic yet. Um, so any genetic tests that have been done were negative. Um, and then by looking at their full genome, hopefully there there's a patient that ha um, have the potential to benefit most from from a full genome. Um, and then we also develop data models for each disorder. And that means that when a patient is recruited, the clinical data that's collected, um, such as different phenotypes, etc., will then help analysis of the genomes. And it also will provide a really rich data set uh, for research. How are you going about recruiting patients? We're, um, we've actually got 11 um, NHS genomic medicine centres. So those are, um, we call them GMCs. There are 11 of these centres across England, and they were established to basically identify and enrol patients to the project. Um, so those are patients with rare diseases and their family members, um, and then patients with cancer. So clinicians identify those patients using the eligibility statements I um, talked about previously. Um, and they'll discuss the project with them, go through information sheets, and um, obviously the consent process for that. Um, there's also some more about how to sort of take part in the project on the website. Um, so walk me through the process. What do you do to select what genes are included in a panel? So initially, um, we for that particular disease that we're looking at, we search four different resources uh, for um, genes. Um, so we look at for key phenotype words in those sources and collect the genes that they test for under those phenotypes. And then 
add that list to Panel App and we'll order, we'll sort of rank the genes according to um, the number of sources that gene was found. So we use a traffic light system. Green indicates a higher level of evidence and that's a gene that was found in three or four of those sources. Amber, if it was found in two of those sources and red, if it was found in one of those sources, all was from a list that was submitted to us by experts. Um, and then they are displayed on panel app and then they can be viewed um, by reviewers who we're asking to then rate those genes and say, yep, that, there's high level of evidence for this gene. It should stay on the green list. Um, or no, actually a conflicting report came out last week about this gene and it should be demoted to the red list. So that's how we're hoping um, to validate those lists and get reviewers to provide their expert opinion on the initial set. And what are you doing to, to actually recruit the reviewers themselves? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so we've made call out to um, the Genomic Medicine Centre members and the members um, who are involved in the research side of the project. Um, we're also um, sort of through our communications team doing media um, announcements and tweeting and things like that. And obviously this podcast hopefully um, will help recruit reviewers as well. Um, and we've had a tremendous response so far. We've got around 150 experts who have registered and they're across the UK but also from the US, Australia, Austria, Brazil, Canada, France, Kuwait and Spain. Um, and so uh, it's been a great, great response so far. Now, have you heard from any disease organizations that want to get involved? Um, no, we haven't yet. Not directly. We've, we did email out um, different sort of disease charities and things like that to, to let them know. And um, I think they've been passing on the word um, that Panel App has been launched and it's available um, for the rare diseases. Um, uh, well, what's, what's the hoped for end result here? A, a new set of diagnostic tools or what, what do you see coming out of this project? So, um, for Panel App, we're hoping um, our first sort of aim is to establish a final diagnostic grade um, gene panel for each of the rare diseases um, in the project. And those will be used to help um, classify the genetic variants from the genome um, and help interpret those genomes for the project. Um, and so we hope we'll release sort of version one of the gene panels after this review process and then keep updating with expert review and um, new evidence that comes out. Uh, we'll periodically update those panels. Um, and we hope Panel App will be a, a good resource for researchers or clinicians um, for gene information because it also provides information such as the mode of inheritance, there's publications, different phenotypes, etc., and a link to the gene. So it's a great source of information um, for the scientific community.
So uh, anyone who, who's gone through the, the diagnostic odyssey uh, of having a rare disease will tell you how difficult it is to, to get a diagnosis. On, on average, I believe the numbers are, it takes around seven years. Uh, how do you see this impacting the way that's done? We hope um, with the 100,000 Genomes Project, um, the aim is to, to help transform the way uh, people are cared for in, in the National Health Service in the UK um, by integrating genomics into routine um, healthcare practice. Um, and we hope that um, for, for people with rare diseases, um, through this project, we'll establish mechanisms to help analyze and annotate and interpret genomes um, and increase, hopefully increase um, the diagnosis that are made, but also generate a great resource of, of data and information that will help, again, develop diagnoses um, for those patients, but also potentially develop new therapies, new treatments and a greater understanding of how those diseases um, are caused um, because of, of the information that we'll have. Um, so hopefully we can contribute through this project um, in many ways to, to the rare disease community. Ellen McDonough, Lead Scientific Curator at Genomics England. Ellie, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much. For Rarecast listeners in the San Francisco Bay Area, I wanted to extend an invitation to join me November 2nd at 5.30 p.m. at Byers Auditorium at UCSF's Mission Bay campus for a discussion about the legacy of the Orphan Drug Act and what it's achieved. I'll be moderating a panel with Robert Baffey of BioMarin, Kay Holcomb of Bio, and Emil Kakis of Ultragenics. The event is organized by the Life Sciences Foundation. To register, go to odalegacy.eventbrite.com. That's odalegacy.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com. 